0: What, how does it change your mind? Uh, can you explain that a little more?
1: Well, after you, you do it, like I said, for a certain amount of time and you get into that comfortable practice with it, it starts to become your natural release. So instead of, you know, how when I was a kid, I would blow up and, you know, punch holes in the wall or whatnot, you know, inst- instead, now as an adult, I can sit down, you know, type out some words on my computer, or put some pen on some paper. And, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes later, I'm good to go.
0: Did you finally realize your dream of having a family only to have your happily ever after turn into a nightmare? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering why nothing you try as a parent is working? Are you searching for adoption resources and a support team but can't find any? Hi, neighbor. Welcome to Anchors of Encouragement. I'm Tim Maudlin, husband adoptive parent, Bible class teacher, and the persistent encourager. I too felt the joy of having a family of my own and I wished we could be like other adoptive families. I knew we were doing our best, but nothing seemed to work. And I kept asking myself, why is this happening to us? In Anchors of Encouragement, my mission is to throw adoptive parents a lifeline and be your anchor, to offer biblical mindset support and to provide stability when life gets unstable. If you're ready for real and raw talk that leads to peace beyond comprehension, so you not only survive but thrive in life's storms, this podcast is for you. Hope and healing are on the way. Hi neighbor, welcome to another episode of Anchors of Encouragement. Today my son Johnny is joining us again. He was first on the show in episode 14 to talk about a tool he learned in residential treatment called 10-10-10. It's a great tool for anyone to use to help them think before they act. In this episode, Johnny is going to share his perspective on another tool he learned from his time away from us. It's a tool that helped him to like himself again. Neither one of us are therapists. We are presenting our personal observations and experiences with you. This episode is intended for educational purposes only. I want to encourage you to grab a pen and paper, And let's dig into the topic of journaling. Joining me today is my son, Johnny, and we're going to talk about journaling. I've mentioned to you in previous episodes that I learned about journaling from him. When he was in residential treatment, the therapist there made him journal. I've also shared the story that when my wife was homeschooling him, he did not like to write. In fact, he would start crying about that when he had to write. But while he was at residential treatment, this was something that they required him to do. And as we get started with our conversation today, can you tell us a little bit about the journaling that you did there, uh, why you did it, and just we'll just start the conversation that way, and I'll be asking you some more questions in a little bit. But thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me. When I started journaling at treatment, I originally didn't didn't want to do it. I didn't like doing it because, like you said, from a really young age, I never liked writing. I always found it kind of boring and ne- never really enjoyed it. And I was always that kid that never did any wanted to do anything he didn't enjoy. One of the staff members that uh, had a lot more pull on me, I would say. he was one of the one of the ones that really led me through that program. But he talked to me one day, and I had told him that you know I was I was into music and I had been making music for a while. He came to me with the idea of looking at journaling as more of put it into a song instead of quote unquote journaling. You know, because a lot of a lot of it is you tell kids to journal; they they might not necessarily want to because how society today is that's not really something kids do nowadays so they you know they might look at y'all funny sometimes if you don't look at it necessarily as journaling and look at it as something that is different but the same it becomes a lot easier and it becomes a lot well yeah a lot easier to put emotions into it than just you know writing sentences on sentences of pure nothing
0: That does make sense because if you can come up with a simple prompt to give you direction, journaling becomes much easier. And as you said, uh, thinking of journaling as writing lyrics to a song, that's perfect. I've I've shared this as well, that my initial idea about journaling was a teenage girl writing in a diary. Exactly. And, And until I found out how it was helping you i really didn't have any reason to to try it and i remember when you went first went to treatment you were really angry and i talked to one of your therapists after a few weeks because i saw that your eyes were starting to to brighten up again and she told me the reason that you were happier was because you were journaling. And that just threw me for a loop because I said, you don't write. You didn't write. And yet you were writing. And I asked her to explain to me what was going on. And I remember, and I've shared this quote many times on the show. She told me, you can think of feeling, you can speak of feeling, but if you want to touch a feeling, you need to write. Now, did she share that with you, or did some other people say something even a little bit different to you about journaling and why you would use that as part of your therapy?
1: I think every therapist at some point in time alluded to that because it's true, and that's why you know I'm I'm going to bring it back to the music standpoint of it. That's why music was such a good outlet for me to uh, use journaling for because. Music is, you know, pretty much pure emotion. So when you're taking all those emotions out of you and then putting it into something else to release it, it makes it a whole lot easier and it <clears throat> definitely brings a weight off of you. I can feel a difference when I sit down to write a write, you know, a song or, you know, a, some lyrics that I come up with or whatever. I can tell a feeling before and after that.
0: Mm hmm. I've said also there's no wrong way to journal. There's only the right way to journal, and that's W-R-I-T-E. You have to write. And whether you're writing song lyrics or you're doing copy work or you're copying down a favorite quote or maybe it's an affirmation that resonates with you or maybe it's even you're copying down song lyrics to a song that really speaks to you. The process of putting pen to paper has a way of touching those feelings and the emotions that are inside you. Now, you said you like to do this by writing song lyrics. How are you feeling prior to those times when you sit down to write out song lyrics? How do you feel?
1: Well, a lot of times, um, if you look at a lot of the lyrics I've written, they're all very heavy. I usually don't tend to write anything that isn't significant and that's because those significant things are usually you know what's weighing on my mind the most at the time i honestly i don't even think i can describe the difference i feel because you when you sit down you have a real heavy heart the second i get up and take that pen off the paper it's it's totally different i I don't want to feel say you feel you know Brand new, but it's definitely close.
0: Well, another way to think about it is you're releasing those heavy feelings. Would that make sense? Does that sound right? Yeah. Okay. By writing them down. Good. And that's the idea is that I've done this personally for myself. And since I watched how it helped you, then I've taken it as a personal practice for myself. And I do it every day. I mean, I was up at five o'clock or so this morning journaling, just writing down some things. And it's different every day. Sometimes it'll be expressing some feelings that I'm experiencing at the moment. Other times I might copy something down that resonates with me, or it might be just making a list of things I want to do. I never have a set pattern for uh, what I'm going to write about. I just make sure I write because I know and have seen how it has helped you. In fact, uh, while we're talking here, I have uh, one of the bracelets that you gave me from your time there. And it, it's the green one that says introspection. You remember that one? Mm-hmm. Because that that's a lot about journaling. It's about looking inside and touching those feelings that you're going through. So introspection is a big part of part of the journaling uh, process. Can we circle back a little bit uh, to when you first uh, began treatment? Tell me, when you first started journaling, what were you using to journal?
1: I was using a single sheet of paper at a time at first with the inside of a pen. So the little part that holds the ink and the tip, that's all we got. So, and then a couple weeks into it, I ended up finally getting a $0.25 cent Walmart binder.
0: Okay, so what you're telling me is it doesn't take a lot of fancy things to journal because you were using the tube that held the ink and a piece of paper, right? Yeah. Now, you can get the fancy binders or the fancy journals. You can get the fancy pens. But really, if you have an ink pen and a piece of paper, or even a pencil, you're good to go. The main thing is to do it. I want to take you back to a conversation. Now, it's been a few years ago, and I was wanting to understand more about journaling and what you had done. Now, you had graduated from the program, and we were encouraging you to continue journaling. And I said, you know that this works for you, that it helps you to touch those feelings and release those negative emotions that you have inside you. And I said, why don't you do it more often? And do you remember what you told me?
1: Yeah, it's easier to blow up than it is to journal.
0: Yeah. And the thing about this, when you're doing the kind of introspection work that you were doing, that's some deep stuff. That's really deep things that you're uncovering. And you were putting words to feelings that you really had never tried to put words to and feelings that went all the way back to before you were born. And that was the one thing that was interesting about this process is that journaling helped you to touch into or tap into those feelings that you really didn't understand. Your therapists were really good to help you navigate through that and show you how journaling could be One of the tools that you could use to help you uh, release those negative feelings and to feel better about yourself, because I remember uh, one of your therapists telling me that she said, you're learning to like yourself. Mom and I, when we heard that, it it tore us up because we didn't realize that. But journaling was helping you to, to like yourself. And so it's a really valuable tool to use. So you, you say you like to journal today. It's become a practice with you. Uh, how often do you do it?
1: I try to do it at least three times a week. A lot of that, too, is because I still am pretty heavily involved in music. So I do still write a lot for that. But it's also just because, you know, especially with, you know, how the world is nowadays, it's really easy to get stressed out and it's really easy to get overwhelmed. And I find that to be the easiest way to deal with it.
0: Do you have any set time you try to do it, or set place, or are you still going with just pen to paper? As
1: most of the time, yeah, it's pen to paper. Um, I do a lot of work on my computer too. With with the timing of it, no, it's kind of just one of those things that you know when you need to get it out, and your it, your body will tell you. It'll mm-hmm. it, you'll just kind of after after you do it for long enough. It kind of becomes one of those one of those things. You know how runners get runners' highs. It's kind of one of those situations. I don't want to say you know you get a high off of it, but I you know it it becomes something that your mind tells you that you need to do.
0: What? How does it change your mind? Uh, Can you explain that a little more?
1: Well, after you, you do it, like I said, for a certain amount of time, and you get into that comfortable practice with it, it starts to become your natural release so instead of you know how when i was a kid i would blow up and you know punch holes in the wall or whatnot you know instead now as an adult i can sit down you know type out some words on my computer put some pen on some paper and you know 20 30 40 minutes later i'm good to go
0: now let me ask you this because you talked about writing out the heavy things do you ever take the chance or opportunity to write down things you're grateful for?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You kind of with journaling, it's kind of like you kind of have to do a pros and cons with it, if that makes sense. Um, you know, it's not always just you know you talk about the heavy and deep things and the things that are weighing on you. You could journal about you know your wedding day. You could journal about, you know, I have just got this job promotion. Journaling isn't about getting out the negative feelings. It's about getting out the feelings that you don't feel like you can express to somebody else. And it's not even just the feelings you can't express to somebody else. Because a lot of feelings that you touch will still, it's not the same saying it to a person as it is putting it on paper.
0: So as we wrap up uh, this episode on journaling, what would you say to someone who is has been hesitant in the past? What would you say to encourage them to take up this practice like you've taken up?
1: I think, you know, kind of like we've been saying this whole time, you just kind of have to find, you know, something that speaks to you, if that makes sense, you know, whether it be songwriting or, like you do, write it on a piece of paper and go and burn it. Realize that the paper isn't going to judge you. So you aren't going to tell that paper anything, you know, anything new. I think give it a chance and you'll really see the benefit of it.
0: That's good advice. I've seen how it worked in your life and I'm glad you're still doing it. And I want to encourage you to keep doing it. And I never would have gotten into it had it not been for you. And so even though those were more difficult times in our family, there's been something positive come out of it. And I think it's been something that I know has helped me and I know it's helped you. And if it can help other people, then I really want to encourage you to take up this practice and and give it a try. Again, there's no wrong way to do it. There's only the right way to do it. It could be a scrap of paper. It could be in a nice journal. You can text yourself some thought. There's apps you can use. Just whatever way you find to do it, just make sure you're doing it because it will help you. It will make you feel better. And it might even make you like yourself because that's what happened to you. So thanks so much for joining me, Johnny. And I want to encourage you to keep doing this. Thanks for having me. Journaling has made a big difference in Johnny's life. It's made a big difference in my life. And I really believe that if you give it a chance, it can make a big difference in your life too. That's all for this episode. I want to thank you again for joining me. Until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now. If this podcast has given you the courage and confidence to face storms in your life, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Tim Modlin. You can also connect with me in my Facebook group, Anchors of Encouragement. So until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now.